It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country with Dan Berger. It's brought to you by the folks at Bottle Barn. And Dan's guest today is an old friend, Don Chigazola of Chigazola Wine Merchants. And we're going to be talking Italian white wines today, right, Don? Absolutely. And, and Harry, thanks for inviting me back. Um, it's uh, <laughs> always great to come visit here at uh, KSRO. And yes, um, today I've got some of my new arrivals from northern Italy, specifically from a region called the Alto Adige. And uh, as we'll be talking about, this is a region that has an extremely unique terroir. And we're talking soil, altitude, uh, sun exposure um, with, with steep, steep vineyards. So uh, it drives the quality of these wines. And uh, I think uh, you're going to really enjoy them. Now, have you paid a visit to the area recently? I did. In fact, uh, I was walking these vineyards of uh, Peter Vockler at the Tosslerhof Family Winery. Uh, just outside the village of Bressanone. Uh, for people that may have been to this area, this is about 20 minutes north of Bolzano in the Alto Adige. And it was last October, I believe, I was walking these vineyards um, on a rainy day. I'll never forget it. <laughs> because you go on adventures. We've talked about your adventures on past appearance, appearances. You you go to Italy. You go to the places. You walk the vineyards. You meet the people. You try the wines. Some you find good enough to bring back. Others you don't. Uh, and so on this October trip, was this the only area that you visited, or were you on a bigger trip? No, we were visiting uh, several uh, regions in uh, northern Italy at the time. We uh, actually came in from uh, Austria and Switzerland and drove into the Alto Adige, spent a few days there to meet uh, this family and walk their vineyards. And then we uh, continued down on this trip into the uh, Veneto, and visited a couple of our producers, our Prosecco producer in Valdo Biadene, as well as our uh, uh, other white and red wine producer just outside of Venice. Now, all of this, of course, is for Chigazola merchants. For folks who are not familiar with that entity, tell us about that. Sure. So we've been doing this now for 10 years. We literally drive the back roads of Italy looking for these small family artisan wineries uh, that produce uh, native uh, varietal, uh, native Italian varietal wines. And when we find one that we think is an excellent representative of that district and that variety, we establish a relationship with the families and then import their wines here into the U.S. for both sale here locally in Sonoma County at restaurants as well as a direct consumer via our website. And we actually have clients all over the U.S. now uh, buying our wines. And that website would be? It is www.chigazolamerchants.com. That's C-H-I-G-A-Z-O-L-A. Chigazola, just like it sounds, merchants.com. Dan, talk about either the region that that, uh, Don's visited or Chigazola Merchants. Well, let's start with uh, Don because he he is so fascinating. Um, What an incredible idea that he came up with this idea. Basically, he, he said to himself at midlife he said i'm going to go on vacation for the rest of my life <laughs> so he decided to do it by bringing in italian wine and that was a smart move as far as i'm concerned uh the the nice part about alto adige is that the uh region is really really cool and so the acidity in the wine stays always very very high and one of the a friend of mine who used to work in italy no, no longer does 
uh, told me, he was a winemaker there, and he told me that one of the greatest uh, opportunities in his life was visiting Alto Adige. He didn't work in, in that district. He worked in Lombardy. But he really loved going to Alto Adige. And I said, why? And he says, Wherever you go, the acidity is great. And so the acidity meant, meant that the wines really go with food, and that was one of the secrets, one of the reasons that Don decided to bring in these three fabulous white wines from, from Italy. Now give me a better idea of where this region is. It's close to Germany. 40% of the public there speaks German. Okay. And it's, it's, basically it's at the very northernmost tip of Italy, on the northeast side of, of Italy, on the very north part, the people who live in that area were basically Germ- Germanic. And so what a lot of the and Don, you can talk to that. A lot of those folks still speak German. They do. In fact, most of these families speak German and Italian. And uh, this particular winery is, is located right near the border of Italy with Austria. And um, it... Uh, I would say the cuisine is very much Italian now, but certainly there is a blend of cultures between Austria, Germany, and and Italy. All right, Don, talk about the winery that uh, wines we're sampling is from. This family uh, is uh, the Wachler family, and the winemaker is Peter Wachler, and along with his two daughters and his wife, make uh, a very relatively small amount of wine. They only produce about 45,000 bottles a year. So 4,500 cases of wine. Much of it stays there in the local area. And uh, he only sells outside the area a small amount at this time. Uh, we are currently the only U.S. importer that they have. And so, uh, and I only bring uh, over a very small amount. But if you want to experience all of his wines, I brought three for you to taste today, and they make four. Uh, but they also have a family. Uh, resort there in the South Tyrol that is open year-round, and so they reserve most of their wines for their guests at their resort. Mm. Um, How did you first hear of these folks? I first met them at uh, a wine show uh, in Verona, Italy that happens every year, the first week in April, called Vin Italy, and and this is a wine show in which about 6,000 producers across all of Italy, all uh, come to Verona to pour their wines and hopefully meet importers like like us. Okay. And so that's where I first met them. And how long ago was that? That was only a year ago. Okay. Uh, In fact, a year ago next month. And uh, it took us uh, several months to make it to their winery and and do our due diligence. Uh, We don't import any wine until we actually go uh, and visit the family uh, on their winery and, and in their vineyards. And so it took us a while to get there, but we finally did. And, and man, we're so happy we met this family. Uh, They are just a wonderful family producing fantastic wines. Uh, My my biggest concern is that uh, I I feel like we found a very well-kept secret, and I'm afraid the secret might get out. Mm. Uh, uh, We won't tell anybody. (laughs) Uh, But yes, and I I went there looking specifically for this first wine that you're tasting, Harry. Which Which I'm really enjoying. Which is their 2021 Riesling. And I think a lot of listeners may be familiar with Rieslings, uh, but they might be thinking sweet. And this is a very dry Riesling. There's only two to three grams of residual sugar here. So extremely dry. Uh, But uh, it goes so well with with so many different foods. And so, uh, Dan, when you tasted this, 
what uh, what was your impression? Well, not not only does it go with Thai food, but I I really love it with uh, uh, rich cheeses that have got a little bit of age on them. And then, of course, it goes with so much else, too, because it really has an opportunity to work with, say, vegetable dishes. It goes great with uh, casseroles that have uh, rice in them. Uh, It's a fabulous all-purpose wine because it's so floral. It has that wild floral character, and it's delicious because it has just the trace of sugar, just the tiniest trace, and then it's dry in the aftertaste, really dry. Riesling's one of your favorite varietals. Am I it's correct? It's my favorite. Okay. Of all. That's yeah. what I thought. Tell <laughs> us why. Because it has so many different personalities depending on where it's grown and how it's made. And it's succulent and it's floral, but it also has other properties based on how it's produced and from what soils it comes. And if you look at it as a as a wine that changes as it goes. You put it in a bottle, and six weeks later, it's different. And then eight weeks after that, it's different again. And it, it just keeps getting better and better and better. I've never tasted a bad old Riesling. Interesting. <laughs> and these Rieslings, uh, a very good Riesling, I would say like this one, uh, with good acidity, it can age for many years, uh, easily eight to ten years, if not longer. Well, Dan, uh, here's that. <laughs> We're in the middle of California wine country with Dan Berger. His guest today, Don Chigazola of Chigazola Merchants, and we're talking about Italian white wines. Coming up at 4 o'clock, the pregame for the Golden State Warriors versus Dallas Mavericks. Game time, 4.30, right here on KSRO. So, Don, we're talking about wines from the Alto Adige region of Italy, and the Crack Drive research team immediately forwarded me some interesting information about the area because it's an area that many people might not be familiar with. We've talked about it that it has two official languages, Italian and German because it borders Germany. It actually borders Austria and Switzerland yes. is what it borders. Apples and mushrooms play a big part in the cuisine of the region, which doesn't seem like a good combination, but they assure us that it is. They talk about the wines being uh, made there. Uh, it's famous for the Dolomite Mountains, lots of ski resorts with cable cars and chairlifts. Trains, of course, are a big part of transportation in the area. Uh, and it has more than 300 castles with picturesque backgrounds and settings. So it sounds like a wonderful place to visit. It's a great place to visit. And uh, in terms of viniculture, it is a phenomenal place to grow and produce white wines. Uh, at the top of the show, I mentioned how unique this terroir is. And so let me talk just a little bit about that. Yeah, please. Uh, because it really drives the acidity and the quality of these wines. And you've got a soil that uh, is comprised of compressed layers of pebbles and stones, uh, and it's quite thick. And so for the vines to reach any sort of water or nutrients, the roots have to go very deep. Uh, Dan, I think the name of that soil is Schist, S-C-H-I-S-T. Right. Uh, the only other part of the world that I'm aware it, it, you find that is in the Douro Valley in, in Portugal. But uh, it's it's what comprises the soil here in the Alto Adige predominantly. And then you've got vineyards that are very high. These vineyards from the uh, Tashrahaf winery are at 
500 meters to 700 meters. So, uh, All right, you've gone metric on yeah, this. I need so you to, we're to, we're to convert that we're for talking, me. We're talking 1,500 to 1,700 feet. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, 1,500 to uh, 2,100 feet of uh, altitude here. And when you get to around 1,800 feet, you're already at a higher level that indicates a much cooler climate because once you get up to a certain height – the climate begins to drop, and that's another reason for the cool temperatures in this area. And this particular little valley that this winery is located in, these vineyards uh, receive, on the average, about 300 days a year of direct sunlight. So sunny days, uh, very poor soil, <laughs> which drives the, the roots, roots deep. deep. Uh, and then you've got very warm days and very cold nights. Uh, in combination, this is the formula for a great white wine. They, they call it diurnal temperature swings, and those temperature swings can be 50 to 55 degrees on a normal day. Wow. So it goes from, say, 100 degrees to 45 degrees. No, well, that would be in Fahrenheit, right? We're not in Celsius. Yeah, right, it was. Okay. <laughs> if it were Celsius, it'd be cooking. <laughs> Have you ever visited the region, Dan? That's the one area of Europe that I have not visited, and I'm dying to try it, mm. to see it. Next time I'm in Europe, it's, it's on my list to do it. Don can hook you up with some folks. Oh, yeah, I hope absolutely so. could. <laughs> Harry, All right. The but, wine you have in your glass yes, now let's is talk the about 2021 Silvaner. And this is a variety that I would say is not recognized here in uh, the U.S., uh, not recognized well. Very few people are bringing any Silvaner over. Um, so it's not like you're going to be able to go down to your favorite uh, store and, and find it on the shelf. Bottle Barn might have some. Bottle Barn may have some Silvaner. Yeah. They have, in fact, some Silvaners, but the best of them is from Hans Wiersching. It's in Germany, and it's 52 to $55 a bottle. Don, what's your price on this? Uh, $28 a bottle for this one. And uh, I, I would there say you go. Uh, it'll, it'll beat Hans's Silvaner. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, they're right up there with the best. Yeah. Dan, talk about Silvaner. Well, it, it's a grape variety that often has a little bit of a soily component, a sort of a, a, st- a steely, a stony, wet, wet stone or wet, wet, wet rock characteristic in its aroma. But it's also extremely floral. But in a floral way that you don't normally get out of Riesling, it this doesn't have the same floweriness. It has more of the spice component, and it's a dry spice. And what I like about it is that the wine is actually drier than the Riesling. Yeah. And to me, this would be fabulous with, say, halibut or something like that because the flavors of the, of the wine take on additional proportions once you have some interesting f- seafood with it. And in this case, you don't want... Anything oily or rich, you don't want lobster with drawn butter or anything like that because the wine would would not stand up to that. You need Chardonnay for something like that. But when you've got halibut or sole, something that's fairly simple, the flavors of the wine take on secondary proportions. It's great. And you are really enjoying this, Silvana, aren't you? I just adore it. (laughs) Do you want to add some more information on this one, Don? Uh, again, you can find it on our website uh, if you're not local. Um, actually, you can only find it on our website. It's currently not served in any restaurants uh, here in Sonoma County or in the North Bay, but uh, certainly on our website you can find this. Uh, I, I, I agree with Dan. I, I enjoy this with a, a very mild cheese um, or a very mild whitefish. Uh, very good. Why isn't it a better-known varietal, Dan? 
It's not very widely grown, and part of it is that it's somewhat shy in how it produces. So it doesn't give the grower a huge return on investment. So a lot of growers don't want to put in the ground because if they can get Riesling in the ground and they can sell it for more money, then they make more money. Whereas Silvaner is not exactly what I'd call a, a lucrative grape variety. And so then, you know, the end result is the consumer is shortchanged because you can't get very many of these. I love Silvaner. I adore it. I think it's a fabulous grape variety, but it's, it's just it's not particularly popular. They're not available. Not available. So if you wanted to describe it in order to get a friend to try it, how would you describe or compare the, it? The simplest way to describe this is it's, it's like a kissing cousin of Riesling. <laughs> But is it, that a good thing? Yeah, I okay. believe. I believe absolutely, uh, especially if if you appreciate subtlety. This wine is not going to be as vivacious as the Riesling. It's going to be more subtle, and, and to me, that's a benefit. I agree. I like your your use of the term subtlety, particularly when compared to the Riesling that we started with. There is a definite difference. As enjoyable, drier, as you said, mm-hmm. and, and unique. I mean, I mm. can't remember tasting anything similar to this recently at all. And, and purely delicious. Yeah. I mean, how else do you say something? About, I mean, you, you take one sip of this and you say, gee, I want the rest of the bottle. I'm not giving any of <laughs> you, you people around this table or any of this stuff. It's, it's Don, all, I want the rest of the here. bottle. I'm not giving any more to you people <laughs> at this table. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> California Wine Country with Dan Berger and his guest Don Chigazola of Chigazola Merchants. We have been tasting some white wines from the Alto Adige region of Italy. We have sampled a Riesling. We have sampled a Silvaner. We have one more to go, right, Don? We do, and this is a really unique uh, white wine. Uh, again, it's it's found commonly in the Alto Adige, but not found commonly here in the United States. And the, the variety is called Kerner. And what makes it especially unique is it's actually a cross between a Riesling and a another unknown red wine called uh, Trollinger, or also known as uh, Frenach. And when you cross those two varieties, uh, the, the, vine that, uh, the fruit that comes off the vine is a white uh, by the name of Kerner. And of the three we brought today, this is probably the, I would say, the um, heavier-bodied white wine of the three. Uh, would you agree with that, Dan? Yeah. It's certainly the most aromatic Yes. Well, it has, it has its own unique aromatics. It does. It's uh, got a little bit of a citrusy note yep. to it, but the most Im- impressive thing about it for me is how the mid-palate works so beautifully with light meats. Uh, because imagine this, this white wine tannin in here. But it's not very uh, astringent. It's just that it's a mid-palate richness or thickness or whatever you want to call it. And then when you start to think what it would go with, it will probably go with a pork loin something that's done fairly simply with maybe a dry rub and then the spice component to the wine becomes so electric it's gorgeous this also i think could probably stand up to a spicier dish uh uh, maybe an asian cuisine but with some spice to it um because i think it would it would hold its own with that as well it's an all-purpose wine in a certain way because it doesn't have its aromatics are spicy rather than floral yeah they are Agreed. Yeah, it's gorgeous wine. Again, a very reasonable wine. This this wine is also priced at $28. Very reasonable. Now, again, Kerner refers to the fruit? The variety. The variety, okay. Yes, the variety of grape is, is called Kerner. 
but again, it was a clone. It was a, a crossing between a Riesling grape, uh, a Riesling vine, excuse me, and a um, German varietal called Trollinger or Fernach, is also known as. And that's a red variety. That's a right? red variety. So here you have a crossing between a white and a red, producing a white wine. And it's a, it produces a white. There's no tint of any kind no, no. of red Very in this white. wine. Talk a little bit more about it, Dan. You don't see very much Kerner anywhere. Uh, you'll see it more in other countries. Uh, you might even find it in South Africa, for example. I think there's a few being produced down there. But typically, I think most of the Kerners are coming from either Germany or from Alto Adige, from the German area, the Germanic area of Italy. And I think it, it's an interesting grape. It, it produces a very, very fine wine when you have to be extremely careful with how it's made because the tannins can become intrusive. Hmm. Now, is this the only winery you visited in this region? It's the only winery we visited uh, physically in the region, okay. but we met with a lot of the producers at the annual Vin Italy wine show in Verona. And that's where we did our gross screening of which ones we were interested in and narrowed it down to, to this producer here for a, a visit. And I believe you will be going to the current edition of that conference in a short time, correct? We are. In fact, uh, we leave next week for a return visit to Italy, where we're going to spend the entire month of April in Italy. Uh, the first week will be in Verona at the Vin Italy Wine Show. This is probably one of the largest wine shows in the world, where 6,000 producers across Italy come together in the town of Verona, uh, pour their wines, and hope to uh, make their their wines more uh, available to not only the Italians, but also any uh, importers who may be interested in importing their wines. Uh, we'll also be spending the rest of the month of April visiting our current producers and tasting their new vintages and just um, continuing to build the relationship we have with these families. And as we were talking about during the break, we currently import wines from 13 different families in 12 different regions of Italy. And we also were talking about the number of white wines available in Italy. Yeah, so when uh, I know when my wife and I, Debbie, first moved to uh, the Sonoma County area, we uh, white wines to us meant either Chardonnay or Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, and yet uh, it wasn't until we discovered Italian white wines that uh, we really started to, I know, grow our palates for white and diversify into uh, some of the other white wines. Well, there's, not, there's not a big surprise in the world of wine as to why Italian white wines are so important today. 30 years ago, it was very difficult to make a great white wine in Italy. And today, with wineries getting more sophisticated, they're putting in all this equipment, and now they're able to make really fabulous white wines that 30 years ago couldn't be made. When we think about White wines in not only just California but across the U.S., you, you might think of maybe a half a dozen white wines. Uh, there are over 100 different Italian white varietals. So uh, I, I poured three for we you today. We got three of them. We got three of them here <laughs> for you today. Uh, and uh, we've been growing our portfolio of white wines uh, uh, within our company, and we now uh, import about 13 different Italian varietal whites. Let's recap the winery and the wines that we've been sampling today, Don. These are the wines from the Tasselhoff Winery, uh, and it's Peter Wachler and his family there at Tasselhoff, just outside the village of Bressanone in the Alto Adige. 
really just uh, minutes from the border with, with Austria. And uh, the first wine you taste today was the 2021 Riesling, the second, the 2021 Silvaner, and then this last wine was the 2021 Kerner. All of them available on our website. And that, of course, is www.chickazolamerchants.com chickazolamerchants.com Dan, closing thoughts? If people are looking for a different style of wine, a different type of wine it's mainstream but it has uniqueness character and works with food it's Italian white wine And again, the three that we've sampled today? The Kerner, Riesling and the Silvaner you can't get better examples than this and the prices are extremely fair. You can get them by going to chickasolamerchants.com and looking up the Toschlerhof Winery. You said there's a fourth, right? There is a fourth. So the family makes a, a fabulous Gewürztraminer, and as much as I pleaded he would not let me <laughs> import it into the U.S. because he makes such a small quantity, he reserves it for his guest at their family resort. Don, you've got to get him to let you have two bottles. <laughs> Gee, where will the second what one the, go? Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> All right, that's it for California Wine Country. Our thanks to Dan Berger and Don Chigazola of Chigazola Merchants. Again, the website, chigazolamerchants.com.